Terror Out of Space by Lee Brackett. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Edith Kesrick of Southern Ohio. Terror Out of Space by Lee Brackett. Five. Lundy broke into a trembling sweat. He shut his eyes. It didn't matter. He saw her. He couldn't help seeing her. He tried to fight his mind, but he was tired. Her hair hid most of her. It had a black night in it, and moonbeams, and glints of fire like a hummingbird's breast. Hair you dream about, hair you could smother yourself in, and die happy. She raised her head slowly, letting the veil of warm darkness fall away from her. Her eyes were shadowed, hidden under thick lashes. She raised her hands to Lundy, like a child praying. But she wasn't a child. She was a woman, naked as a pearl, and so lovely that Lundy sobbed with it in shivering ecstasy. No, he said hoarsely. No, no. She held her arms up to be free and didn't move. Lundy tore the net loose from his belt and flung it on the altar block. He got up and went lurching to the door, but the kelp things were still there, still hungry. He sat down again, in a corner as far away from both places as he could get, and took some benzendrin. It was the wrong thing to do. He'd about reached his limit. It made him lightheaded. He couldn't fight her, couldn't shut her out. She knelt on the altar with her hands stretched out to him, and a shaft of golden light falling on her like something in a church. Open your eyes, he said. Open your eyes and look at me. Let me free. Let me free. Freedom Lundy didn't know anything about. The freedom of outer space, with the whole Milky Way to play in and nothing to hold you back. And with the longing fear, a blind, stricken terror. No, Lundy said. Things got dark for Lundy. Presently, he found himself at the altar block, fumbling at the net. He wrenched away and went stumbling back to his corner. He was twitching all over like a frightened dog. Why do you want to do it? Why do you have to torture me, drive them crazy for something they can't have, kill them? Torture? Crazy? Kill? I don't understand. They worship me. It is pleasant to be worshipped. Pleasant? Lundy was yelling aloud and didn't know it. Pleasant? Damn you. So you kill a good guy like Farrell and drown Jackie Smith? Kill? Wait. Give me the thought again. Something inside Lundy turned cold and still 
holding its breath. He sent the thought again. Death, cessation, silence, and the dark. The tiny glowing figure on the black stone bent over its knees again, and it was sadder than a seabird's cry at sunset. So will I be soon. So will all of us. Why did this planet take us out of space? The weight, the pressure breaks and crushes us, and we can't get free. In space, there was no death. But now we die. Lundy stood quite still. The blood beat like drums in his temples. You mean that all you creatures out of space are dying? That the madness will stop itself? Soon, very soon, there was no death in space. There was no pain. We didn't know about them. Everything here was new, to be tasted and played with. We didn't know. Hell, said Lundy, and looked at the creatures beating at the crack of the stone door. He sat down. You, you too will die. Lundy raised his head slowly. His eyes had a terrible brightness. You like to be worshipped, he whispered. Would you like to be worshipped after you die? Would you like to be remembered always as something good and beautiful? A goddess? That would be better than to be forgotten. Will you do what I ask of you then? You can save my life if you will. You can save the lives of a lot of those little flower people. I'll see to it that everyone knows your true story. Now you're hated and feared, but after that, you'll be loved. Will you let me free of this net? If you promise to do what I ask. I would rather die at least free of this net. The tiny figure trembled and shook back the veil of dark hair. Hurry, tell me. Lead these creatures away from the door. Lead all of them in the city away, to the fire in the mountain where they'll be destroyed. They will worship me. It is better than dying in a net. I promise. Lundy got up and went to the altar. His feet were not steady. His hands were not steady either, untying the net. Sweat ran in his eyes. She didn't have to keep her promise. She didn't have to... The net fell away. She stood up on her tiny pink feet. Slowly, like a swirl of mist straightening in a little breeze. She threw her head back and smiled. Her mouth was red and sulky, her teeth whiter than new snow. Her lowered lids had faint blue shadows traced on them. She began to grow in the golden shaft of light, like a pillar of cloud rising toward the sun. Lundy's heart stood still. The clear gleam of her skin, the line of her throat and her young breasts, the supple turn of her flank and thigh. You worship me too. 
Lundy stepped back, two lurching steps. I worship you, he whispered. Let me see your eyes. She smiled and turned her head away. She stepped off the altar block, floating past him through the black water. A dream thing, without weight or substance, and more desirable than all the women Lundy had seen in his life or his dreams. He followed her, staggering. He tried to catch her. Open your eyes. Please, open your eyes. She floated on through the crack of the stone door. The kelp things didn't see her. All they saw was Lundy coming toward them. Open your eyes. She turned then, just before Lundy had stepped out to death in the hall beyond. He stopped and watched her raise her shadowed lids. He screamed, just once, and fell forward onto the black floor. He never knew how long he lay there. It couldn't have been long in time, because he still had barely enough oxygen to make it to the coast when he came to. The kelp beasts were gone. But the time to Lundy was an eternity, an eternity he came out of with whitened hair and bitter lines around his mouth and a sadness that never left his eyes. He'd only had his dream a little while, a few brief moments already shadowed by death. His mind was drugged and tired and didn't feel things as deeply and clearly as it might. That was all that saved him. But he knew what Jackie Smith saw before he drowned. He knew why men had died or gone mad forever when they looked into the eyes of their dream and by looking, destroyed it. Because beyond those shadowed perfect lids, there was... Nothing. End of part five. End of Terror Out of Space by Lee Brackett.